I'm on this one. All right. Sorry. We're here. It's my first time doing the radio, guys. <laughs> How are you doing? So this is Alexis Lance, LACBC. Uh, planning and Policy Director. Thank you. And then I've asked Dorothy to come down and join me today, and we're going to be talking about um, a number of things going on around the county, but also we're going to focus a little bit today on women's cycling and getting more women on bikes. That's right. So thanks for inviting me over. It's going to be fun. We'll have lots of fun stuff to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to hopefully have some folks checking in from out on the streets um, to give us a little update about some things that are going on around the county. Um, but, yeah. So we've got, let's see, we've got a lot of folks that are going to be calling in. And um, I figured maybe we could give a little bit of background on ourselves and... Sure. You've done this before, right? <laughs> yeah, I, definitely. Um, I, I enjoy talking. Um, I think that's... Actually, I was a very shy child. Can you believe that, Alexis? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was the quiet Catholic girl. And uh, suddenly, I rode a bicycle. And it changed the rest of my life. No. Well, actually, that's true partway. Um, so anyway, yeah. My background, in case you don't know, my, my name again is Dorothy Wong. And I grew up in Hawaii. Um, but I didn't surf. Oh, where in Hawaii did you grow up? <laughs> uh, I grew up uh, on Oahu, oh, I the main island. Years. You did. Yeah. Very good. I went to St. Andrew's Priory. Oh, you did. <laughs> I went to Mary Knoll. <laughs> okay. We're rivals. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so yeah, that's kind of funny. You guys went with went to school in, in we Hawaii. We both. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and rival Catholic girls. Well, mine was co-ed. Mine Yours was, was girls. Mine was girls' school. Mine was Episcopal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Catholic, but... Yeah. <laughs> Small world. It's amazing. Did you know each other before L.A.? No. No, oh. yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's a small world in a big place. <laughs> Ten million people in Los Angeles County, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, and then I rode uh, BMX bicycles was and the big wheel. Those were my youth uh, bikes. And then um, I went to college... I hung out at the beach a lot before that, and I went to college, and I didn't have a car, so I bought a bike. <laughs> so I actually used it for commuting, and then um, I left my bike at the dorm and um, willed it off to somebody as I moved on and bought that automobile to get around eventually. And then, long story short, I started working in Hollywood, and uh, that was really fun. That's what I wanted to do. And then somewhere along the line, uh, the bicycle came back into my life. And um, I actually was an athlete in high school. So racing bicycles became this kind of fun thing that I could do. So one of the cameramen said, Dorothy, you should buy um, a mountain bike and get into this sport. It's really fun. So that's pretty much what I did. I bought a bike and raced uh, nonstop for 10 years and I took up road racing and um, and cyclocross oh, wow. which now I am the promoter of <laughs> um, in Southern California one of um, there's a few of us and then that 
one thing led to another, and I wanted to figure out why are there only 10 women racing bicycles, or 20, or why, why isn't it growing? This is the greatest thing ever. And um, so that's kind of been my mission, as uh, I've now surpassed 17 years wow. <laughs> of being a somewhat competitive cyclist now, and um, uh, growing festivals, getting more uh, people knowing about this fun bicycle that they can ride for recreation, transportation, and sport. Awesome. Well, you know, I, um, I'm an army brat, so I lived two years in Hawaii, but I, I moved around all over the place growing up. And, um, and so because of that, I had a whole range of cycling and non-cycling experiences. But um, I think, uh, you know, I rode as a kid just, just for fun growing up. And then when I, we lived in Berlin when I was a little kid um, from the age of, I was there, seventh, seventh uh, and eighth grade was in Berlin. No, sixth and seventh grade, I'm sorry. And I was able to ride my bicycle to school um, the couple of miles it was. There's this great, you know, off-street path network. Um, a lot of the bike lanes in Berlin are actually on the sidewalk. Um, so I was uh, able to ride to school. My parents felt really comfortable with that. And it gave me a lot of freedom as a young person. Um, they also had great public transit there. So um, that made a big difference, too, just in terms of my freedom as a, as a kid, being able to navigate the city and get out and explore my surroundings. And then I moved to Hawaii, and I lived on uh, Fort Shafter military base, like the top of a hill. So I wasn't biking all that often. And I got dropped off at the bottom of the hill every day and took the public bus to downtown Honolulu school. Um, and then we moved to the Burbs, where there was like no sidewalks, these like rindy roads. Um, in Virginia, so I, wow. I didn't really bike in Virginia because it just didn't seem. Like, I like biked around the neighborhood, but I couldn't go anywhere. You know, like you couldn't because everything was on a big main road. Um, and uh, and it, you know, I, I lived in D.C. and New York, and then I came out to L.A. in 2003. And it wasn't really until I got to L.A. that I got back on my bike, um, which I think is kind of funny. It's people think of L.A. as the car city, but L.A. is where I really discovered my bicycle for everyday transportation. And a, a big part of that was due to just the like the to the thriving um, ride community out here and the amount of group rides. Midnight Riders was the first ride I did in L.A. And um, I think it was like the pirate ride or something like that. <laughs> and um, that was my first time really getting on and um, uh, exploring the city with with a big group and seeing just how manageable cycling in LA can be. I think I had I had a, a number of friends. Um, my good friend Linda Way, who's one of the mechanics up at Flying Pigeon, were riding. They were getting out all over the place, but it, it always seemed like oh, it's it's going to be so tiring. Or everything's so far away. And I got out and I did my night riders, and I was like, that wasn't so bad. Like I could do this all the time. Yeah. And um, it was great because I actually had a lot of you know Linda, a couple other women friends that all were cycling, and so they were the, really the ones that helped me get out, and it was great to just have a group of friends that we could be like, okay, we're gonna go to this art gallery, or we're gonna go to this bar, and um, because of that, that's what really got me on my bike, and then I was able to like, all right, now I've done it in a big group, I've done it with my girlfriends, now I feel comfortable enough just riding around, and, um, and I've been able to return that favor back to some of my friends and help them get comfortable with cycling in LA and, and uh, riding with them on their commutes to work so that they can get used to it. And, um, and then now they're cycling all over the place. So I think oftentimes it's that just one-on-one -on -one with your girlfriend saying like, come on, let's go. <laughs> that makes Isn't that a big funny? difference. It's yeah. almost like we're sort of uh, mothers. <laughs> 
you know, getting new new ladies out there riding. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, and in the history of women's cycling, I think way back in the, was the 1890s when cycling was really taking off and there was all the Rational Dress Society and all those things, there was, um, they called it the Bicycle Chaperone Association. And um, it was for... Uh, Women of good standing, um, if you were over the age of 30 and still single, or you were a widow, you could become a chaperone for younger women um, so huh. that their families would feel safe about them cycling, um, you know, so because they wouldn't then talk to young men or, <laughs> or any, funny. do anything well. outrageous. But um, but in some ways, well, that was a little bit more, uh, I probably sexist, um, but you had to have a chaperone. But in a lot of ways, it was probably good because it got women their families comfortable with sending their daughters out and letting them bicycle and explore explore their cities. So. Well, that's also like tribal, isn't it? Like the older <coughs> ones. That, 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 you know, like you have the Maasai with their, like all the boys have their, like, it's like the Cub Scouts. Yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day, like even before that, women weren't allowed to walk unless you had a chaperone. So you couldn't do anything without a chaperone back in the day if you were a woman. Because if you were out by yourself, you were considered a harlot. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wow. So, I mean, the, the bicycle, uh, you know, just what we're going to talk about later with Sarai is, um, you know, it really helped the emancipation of women and gave yeah, us what, freedom. Wasn't that a Susan B. Anthony quote? Exactly. Exactly. So we may have someone calling in to join us. I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, I mean, the, the bicycle. Oh, great. Let's, we'll, we'll have her join us. Um, so we're going to have Tess Lada really quick join us and give us an update from WeHo BC. Um, Oh, okay. Hey, Tess, how's it going? It's going really good. How about yourself? Good. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. Can you give us a little update on uh, some of the stuff that's going on over in your neck of the woods in West Hollywood? Yeah. Um, well, we're on May 17th uh, for Bike Week. We're having three pit stops for the morning commute. We're teaming up with the city of West Hollywood to do a pit stop at San Vicente and Santa Monica at Plummer Park, which is Santa Monica and uh, Martel, and then we're also doing one a short distance uh, east from that at uh, Santa Monica and Formosa. So, as you know, there's a bike lane uh, for some of that, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's a pretty popular commuting, so make sure you stop by, and it's between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m., uh, and then on the 19th, we are um, asking folks if they want to be uh, bike models. We're getting a little photo shoot together for some print uh, materials we're doing uh, to advocate for bicycle and pedestrian uh, infrastructure in West Hollywood. And we're looking for some folks to show up at Plummer Park at 11 on Saturday, May 19th. And we're just going to take a little casual ride through West Hollywood and uh, do a little photo shoot. So, you know, if you're comfortable getting being in our print and uh, web materials show up. So that's it for Bike Week. And then um, just the stuff we're working on right now with the City of West Hollywood is to, of course, get the San Vicente bike lanes uh, down and on the ground. They've been delayed a little bit, and we're hoping that those start going down either at the end of this month or June, and those are going to go from Santa Monica Boulevard to Beverly. And the word is that there's also going to be bike boxes uh, with those lanes, so that's, oh, that's great. great. I know, and we're a little stalled on the bike rack uh, request to rack program right now. The city council pulled it from their consent calendar uh, this last city council meeting because there was some, which uh, okay, but there was some um, 
uh, issues and concerns around putting bike racks uh, on the streets that would impede pedestrian mobility, oh. which was very interesting. But it's okay. Uh, you know, just make sure everybody feels good about it. And I'm pretty confident it's going to go through and we'll have a request to rack program in the city of West Hollywood very soon. Yeah, you know, in West Hollywood, and I think there are a lot of places in L.A. where we do have a lot of pedestrian traffic, and I think it's one of the reasons why um, bike corrals can be such a better solution when, you know, you have a, a busy shopping street like a Santa Monica Boulevard or something like that where maybe if you just convert one parking space over to a bike corral, that kind of helps provide way more bicycle parking and then doesn't doesn't interrupt uh, the side the opportunities for sidewalk dining and all the wonderful things that, that folks want to do when they're... Um, out enjoying a neighborhood like uh, West Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, and, and pedestrian access in West Hollywood is very, very important, especially on Santa Monica Boulevard. There's so many businesses, and we need to make sure that, you know, the pedestrians and cyclists both have uh, plenty of access and safe access to the sidewalk. And bike parking is just, there's no bike parking in the city of West Hollywood yeah, outside yeah. of commercial properties, like larger sort of like pavilions and the Target Center on Santa Monica and La Brea. So I'm hoping that if we can just make sure everyone, you know, the sidewalks are pretty wide on Santa Monica. So, you know, we just want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and knows. But a bike corral is definitely like the next major uh, Mount Kilimanjaro to climb, you know, trying to get that in. But I think that once everyone realizes that the lanes and the racks are super great and they're going to make the city that much even better because it's such a great city. West Hollywood is so awesome and, and there's a lot of passionate folks in the city of West Hollywood that are super behind uh, bicycling and pedestrian advocacy and, and you know, and making sure everybody, including motorists, are, are all getting what they need. So, yeah. Yeah, so well, that's kind of basically what's going on. So all info can be found at wehobike.org and our Facebook page. Awesome. Thanks, Tess, for calling in and giving us a little update. And Dorothy and I are talking about women in cycling. So before we, we let you go, um, I wonder if you would share with us some of the, like, how you got cycling in a, um, and how, well, how cycling became a big part of your life and um, your words and thoughts on getting more women on bikes. Oh, um, it's a massive passion, passion of mine as a, as a longtime feminist activist. But, uh, well, I got into cycling uh, through my husband, who's a bike messenger, and was a bike messenger in Seattle. So I was around the bike community in Seattle, and then one of my bandmates, Tanya Renee, was, is a cyclist, and she was always cycling to our practices, and I was always jealous of the way they got around. And when, I moved back to, when we moved back to L.A. When I, to, for me to go to grad school, I just was like, I love this town, but I hate being in my car. So I just started riding, and luckily I had such a great mentor in Dave to just help me get up to speed to commuter cycling within the first, you know, year or so. I graduated to a road bike from a cruiser. <laughs> so it, it's been, you know, a great, a great process. But I just got uh, accepted as a scholarship candidate for the League Certified Instructor Program through Women on Bikes. So Yay. I'm really excited about getting to know that organization and what they're doing through this scholarship program and eventually uh, hopefully becoming a league certified instructor so I can uh, target some programs in West Hollywood to get more, more women and girls on bikes in West Hollywood for sure. Awesome. Well, Tess, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alexis and Nick and Dorothy, and thanks, have Tess. a great show. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. 
All right. Well, we're going to have Melissa Bomber from Women on Bikes hopefully join us around um, 11 o'clock to talk a little bit about the Women on Bikes SoCal um, bicycle instructor program that they're doing. They've, they've provided scholarships to, I believe, 12 women um, that are from around around the county, but um, and it, with the hopes of having them um, help lead women-only bicycle classes. So we'll, we'll hear more about that later. Um, and, you know, Tess reminded me, this coming week, you know, first off, May is Bike Month. Second off, next week is Bike Week in L.A. So there are a number of events happening um, around the county. Um, Metro is organizing quite a few events, um, both Monday and Wednesday. There are rides um, along the expo in the morning. Um, Tuesday is Blessing of the Bicycles at... Um, uh, Good Samaritan Hospital and what happens with that? Well, there are a number of denomination leaders that come out and give some morning um, blessings and get you a little ride and they they bless you as you ride past. Um, it's a lot of fun. There's usually some free food and coffee and um, swag and BC Libre, which is LACBC's bike co-op. Um, they'll be out helping with uh, free bike repair. And then if folks want to, because our our co-op space is right at the corner of 6th and Lucas, folks can come over afterwards and uh, fix up their bikes even more and see the space. What um, day is that again? That is Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, May... Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Your co-op space is BC Libre. Yes. Yes. Um, and then on Thursday is Bike to Work Day. Um, they're going to be pit stops. Have you heard Wes say? I mean, um, Tess say in West Hollywood they're going to have a number. Um, there are a number happening and around the around the county. Um, LACBC will have. Um, we're going to have two on uh, Sunset Boulevard and Silver Lake, one on each side of the street. So if you're headed towards Hollywood, stop by. And if you're headed towards downtown, we'll have uh, some stuff for you to stop and chat with us as well. We'll also have a pit stop down on uh, Spring Street. Um, and uh, we'll hope to see some folks there. But the, the big fun for us on Thursday is that we have a bike to work after party, which will be at Senor Fish. And that is from 5 to 9. We'll have free bike valet. Um, they run some happy hour specials there. So come on down after work to the Senor fish in downtown in little tokyo um at the corner of um first and alameda um so that should be a lot of fun cool. but but if you're if you're in other parts of the county there's going to be stuff going on out in pomona they're doing a bunch of pit stops and they're going to have an after work uh, party out in pomona um and uh so yeah so a lot of things going on going on next week yeah <clears throat> and just a little aside uh i'm helping out uh also with bike week pasadena oh great yeah that's cycle. right Cycle is doing a, a week's worth of really fun uh, events going on in and around Pasadena. And then specifically for the women, Tuesday the 15th is the Women's Ride. And also um, I'm part of a, a cycling group called uh, the Luna Chicks Los Angeles. And we host rides from Pasadena Cyclery every Tuesday for newer riders um, starting at 5.45 p.m. every Tuesday. And uh, for Bike Week, we're actually going to meet at Paseo, Colorado. And uh, there will be a bike maintenance clinic, uh, bike safety check. Oh, awesome. Um, how women can do it themselves. So we're going to do some hands-on stuff. And then we'll have a celebratory ride around Pasadena afterwards. And there's all kinds of fun stuff going on all week long. Bike Week Pasadena, and that's part of Cycle. Yeah. So nonstop fun coming up next week wow yeah it's packed <laughs> this would have been a good show to have on uh, women on bikes like next week 
next week? We will. We'll Maybe be on we'll bikes next yeah, week. <laughs> Here's chicken leather. Nick, Nick, we're not going to restrict it to one week. For me, I, you know, bike week is, is year-round. But uh, it just seems like the cities and the municipalities only get together for one week. And, and we've talked about this before. What, why couldn't they offset it? So week one, go to Pasadena. Week two, Long Beach. Week three, L.A. Or, or something like that. What do you think? Oh, I have no, uh, I have no opinion about that. Oh, yes, sure, that sounds great. Every week would every be a different. Every week could yeah. be bike week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every week is bike week for those yeah. of us who ride yeah. bicycles. That's true. <laughs> but the cool thing that I've seen over this sort of evolution of riding bicycles here is the growth of bicycle infrastructure. To me, even though it's got a long way to go, there's all of these roots that are now planted in all of these cities, and you probably see it, Alexis. Um, but it's so cool just to hear, you know, West Hollywood talking about what they're doing and um, Pasadena Avenue for me to uh, connect to a route to downtown Los Angeles. There's a paved road with beautiful bike lanes in them. And yeah. You know, and so the discussions are just uh, growing more and more. Yeah, there's more bicycle infrastructure happening around the county. Oh, great. We've got Cynthia Rose from Santa Monica Spoke who's going to join us really quick to give us an update on bicycle infrastructure in Santa Monica. Good morning, Cynthia. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for calling in this morning. Yeah, of course. I missed. It was so fun being down there with Nick when we were down there. We kept him so late. I'm still remembering that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, maybe you can give I us a little. Test. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us a little update on what's um, what's planned for uh, things next week in Santa Monica? But just what's going on in general? Any new infrastructure? Um, well, um, it's hard to do it quickly because there is so much going on. Um, as you know, we opened the bike center last year, and then the bike learning campus um, a few weeks ago, and. Last year, I think we had three or four pit stops on Bike to Work Day, and this year, I'm counting 17 in the city of Santa Monica. Whoa, that's awesome. It is unbelievable. So we had, like, this loose plan of having somebody from Spoke at every single pit stop, and I don't just, there's more stuff happening than we can even keep track of, much much less be at to to promote the bike and LACBC. It's crazy. What happens at a pit stop? Oh, can, can you give a little rundown on what happens at a pit stop, Cynthia? Well, um, either a, at, for Metro and, and uh, the Bike to Work Day, we, it's an outreach. So it depends on what group is actually doing the pit stop. But essentially it's supporting biking and letting people know that are going by about local groups or whatever uh, the shop is that's hosting it. So I, you could probably give a more concise uh, description of a pit stop. But in, in, um, in Santa Monica, we have, you know, we have the pit stop that they do every year at, in front of City Hall, where City Hall, um, they valet the bikes for anybody who works at City Hall all day long. So they arrive in the morning, they valet their bike out front, and then they go to work. <clears throat> and then they do one at the Visitor's Bureau, but they also do ones at places like, well, this year, there's a cafe that's doing one, which is uh, not bike-related. Fair Piers is doing one. REI always does one. They're always great. Um, there's, I don't know, even know how to uh, pronounce it, Hosaria de Piccolo. 
a restaurant is doing one. We're doing one. Whole Foods, two different Whole Foods locations. So it sounds like if you want to eat for free, uh, I'm going to Santa Monica. <laughs> Come to Santa Monica. <laughs> Come to Santa Monica. Yeah, and we're also, as uh, you probably know, you know, um, Alexis, we're trying to do a um, a pit stop uh, survey and find out how many people are participating in Bike to Work Day for the first time. So we're going to try to get that survey that Colin Bogart uh, started, I guess, in Glendale. And uh, we, we, uh, we set it up for Santa Monica, and we're going to try to get that to all of our Santa Monica pit stops and then give a prize to people who actually participate. And I guess the, the city is also doing a raffle. They're raffling off a bike. Oh, awesome. So if you go to their pit stops, you can join. You can uh, sign in to do uh, to win the bike and some other prizes. And then if you can't make it to their pit stop, if you um, email Jacqueline Brooks at smgov.net, she will. If you participate in Bike Day, she'll add you to the list. Awesome! So, so you can not you only eat website, for free, but you could maybe win a bicycle. Exactly. <laughs> And then also, one of our big things that's happening this right after Bike Week uh, is on Saturday is the Santa Monica Festival. And last year was the first year that Santa Monica spoke. We put together a bike exhibition. So what we intended to do, and I think we did a pretty good job last year, and we hope we do a better job this year, is um, just demonstrating the versatility of the bicycle. So we had roughly 30 bikes there last year and a lot of them uh, in tandem, so two of the same bike, but set up differently. So maybe a road bike uh, set up to go fast, and then with a rack and panniers, or panniers, depending on what, how you say it, uh, it would demonstrate that you could also use that bike as a commuter bike. And we had cargo bikes, we had folding bikes, we had cruisers, we had city bikes, we had mountain bikes, and they were all just showing how people can take one bike and either make it personally their own or take one style of bike and make it into something that's going to be useful for them in their daily life or, or their play. Awesome. So, so that's, that's on, on the 19th. That's on yeah. Saturday, the 19th? Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And it's super fun. And also, Ciclavia will be there in uh, have a booth with us um, at the festival, and that will be an emphasis on uh, getting input for bringing Cyclovia to the west side. So we'll have a big, big map, and people can mark the map as to how they think we could connect to the original route Cyclovia or how we could have our own west side Cyclovia. So that's going to be a, a big draw, hopefully. They'll have Cyclovia merchandise, which uh, supports the cause um uh, of having these wonderful open streets for people to bicycle or walk or skateboard or whatever. But hopefully by next year, that entire event will come all the way to the ocean. That would be great. I'd Very love to good. be able to bike on, clo on, on open streets for people from, from downtown to the west side. <laughs> exactly. Not about closing the streets, about opening the streets for everyone. It was a beautiful cyclovia last time, and I think it's only going to, and I think we all know it's only going to get better and better and better especially if we can expand. And I know Pomona's working on it, and I think the North Valley is working on Ciclovias. This is, this is huge. <laughs> it's awesome. I think Nick has a question. 
Uh, just like websites and go over the dates. Oh and... yeah, if uh, so, Cynthia, if you could just give um, folks um, a good website where they can find information, maybe Santa Monica Spoke website where they can find information, or if the city um, has some some information online about their pit stops. The city has uh, well, the list is not posted. It will be posted probably later today or tomorrow. Uh, but our website, smspoke.org, smspoke.org, has uh, will have that list up. I don't know if the city actually has it posted, but you can have, we'll have all that information on our website and on the Santa Monica Festival and all of that stuff. So that's, that's continually being updated. So as soon as I get the last latest and greatest list, I'm going to post that and then I'm going to keep updating it as it, uh, as, as if people add to it or when times get changed. There's one that's not on there, so I'm trying to find out for sure whether they're going to have one. Okay. Which would make 17. And, and if folks want to find out just in general where pit stops are, a lot of them are listed at metro.net, um, I think, backslash bike week. Um, so, or if you just go under metro.net backslash bikes, um, you, you'll, you'll see the posting for bike week, and, and then it'll list where all the pit stops and events are uh, happening around the county this coming week. Yeah, um, we have that same link on our website, and it, um, it has uh, an easy link to a map. So if you don't, because it's actually the list is kind of difficult to get around because it's just of uh, just a list with no addresses of places oh, okay so if you click on the link even whether you go to metro site or whether you get to it through our site or lacbc site if you click on the map it's a lot more visual you can actually see the pins and you can see whether that business is actually in your area and then click on it so um if you don't have to be at work till 10 get up early and enjoy biking around la county and getting a lot of free food <laughs> or take the day off <laughs> or take the whole day off it's <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's actually that's one thing. Thursday, having, Thursday, this coming Thursday. Yeah, you're having your um, bike from work event, and we are also doing a bike from work event. Although we are still um, finding our final venue, it'll be somewhere in downtown Santa Monica, and that will be posted uh, on our website uh, probably by Monday. Great. Um, and that uh, as uh, the phrase that you um, got with the handlebar happy hour yeah that's what we're, we're labeling ours as the handlebar handlebar happy hour and hopefully we're going to have free bike valet at the bike center and then people can walk over to our venue awesome and their bikes will be all locked up awesome nice and safe. well cynthia thanks for giving us a little update on things that are going to be happening next week in santa monica yay all right i think we're going to have sarai snyder joining us shortly so i'm going to um Hang up so that she can call in. That's great. I'll keep <laughs> listening in. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Cynthia. Thanks, Cynthia. Bye. Bye, Dorothy. Bye, Bye, Nick. Bye. That's so exciting. Yeah. You're, so you know, like all a lot of this stuff that's going on, <clears throat> and I'm not. I'm learning as we're sitting here, and I think uh, this calls for a um, bike to work day pit ride. Yeah, a skip a skip work day. <laughs> <laughs> a pit ride. All right. Citywide, countywide. Is this Sarai? Hey, it's Mark Elliott. Oh, it's Mark Elliott. All right, cool. A little Beverly Hills update. Um, <laughs> so you haven't started the Montrose history ride yet, then? Well, I'm standing here with a, what's looking like about uh, 30 or 40 cyclists, and Colin Bogart's giving a little bit of intro what to expect on the ride, so we'll probably shove off soon. Well, maybe in, in just a quick, uh, a brief like minute or two, you could give us a little update on um, what's going on in Beverly Hills. Um, yeah, what's going on in Beverly Hills? Well, this past week we had our city's first ever 
sort of public airing of uh, discussion of bike facilities and what was on the agenda of the Traffic and Parking Commission, which is the step before city council. What was on their agenda was looking at five possible routes for improvements on the north side of the city, which is, you know, kind of larger lots, broader streets, less uh, populated up there. They were looking at bike lanes for a few segments. And in the, the southern two-thirds of the city, they were looking mostly at shadows across these, uh, these five routes. And about one of eight of those route segments were uh, for bike lanes. Mostly shadows were on the table. Yeah, not, they weren't suggesting a lot of big changes. No, not a lot. Of, it's really low-hanging fruit in Beverly Hills. You know, they, whatever they can, the lowest-hanging fruit they can pick and then say we picked some fruit, that's kind of the objective. But, you know, we knew that going in. But what we were looking for was really more signal from from uh, this kind of advisory policymaker level as to you know which way the wind is blowing. And what we found was that uh, of those five routes, the commission voted to recommend to city council that they look at improvements on three of them. And the two that they left off the table were really the two that I think cyclists were most interested in because they're they are the streets that are a little bit most heavily traveled and most uh, crowded. And, you know, there was kind of a circular logic where they would say, well, these two streets in particular, they're heavily traveled, uh, they're dangerous for cyclists, so we don't want to give them facilities because that will create a false sense of security. Yeah. So you can see the, the logic problem there. Yeah. So so now that this, um, you know, they've made these recommendations and this is going forward, um, it, it sounds like based on how that meeting went, one of the big things is making sure that if you, you know, live and ride in Beverly Hills, um, to sort of get involved with you and get involved with coming out to whenever the next city council meeting is, because it... it yeah. We're expecting that this, this uh, the three routes that they recommended to go to city council in late June, you know, they want to do something before the beginning of the fiscal year, July 1st. So we're expecting those routes to go before city council in late June. And there are two things to add. One is that the recommendation from traffic and parking was just a recommendation. City Council can look at all the five routes and say uh, no to all of them. They could look at them and say yes to all of them. So there's really an opportunity here to get uh, before City Council, organize a little bit before, uh, get in touch with me at betterbikes.org, organize before so that when we get to City Council, City Council understands that, uh, it, that, that uh, cyclists are here and there are more coming as one of our sympathetic uh, commissioner said the other night, and we can also encourage them to look beyond even what was recommended for those five routes and say, you know, there's an opportunity here if this is a pilot program as, what the, as how the city described, and if we're looking to learn from it, as the city officials have said, let's do something really imaginative out of the box. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a busy street, and uh, lanes are difficult on this uh, busy street because we do have a lot of car congestion. Well, let's let's look at bike boxes. You know, let's look at some that uh, maybe dedicated signaling to get the uh, cyclists that jump ahead of the cars. Let's you know think a little outside the box and learn from it. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to be able to say when we get the city council, hopefully in late June. Well, so now we need to work on getting your city council to uh, leave Beverly Hills and maybe go check out all the stuff that's happening in Santa Monica or Long Beach and and get some inspiration so that when this comes before them, they know what we're talking about. Absolutely. You know, I think what we learned from that meeting was we had five commissioners that were that were discussing this. Two two had been involved in a bike plan update committee. It was a very small committee, and they were they were meeting with cyclists uh, over five sessions, and they were 
you know, they had some idea what bike improvements are, and they heard from us directly, you know, what the need is. And they were also the biggest boosters. It was the other three commissioners who don't have familiarity. They're not bike riders, of course, either. And so for them, this was all new, and that allows the old misconceptions to come in that, you know, cyclists are a bunch of crazy nuts. Look, they, they, uh, they just zoom through the red. So as one said, you know, we just don't feel like we want to give them anything. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of the negative outlook that we we want to turn around, and that comes with exposure, and that comes with information, and, of course, that comes with a little bit of, you know, organizing. So yeah. if you're out there, if you're listening and you're from Beverly Hills, drop me a line at betterbike.org. Just call your city council folks and, you know, let them know. Safe streets are important to you. And if you're listening and you don't live in Beverly Hills but you have friends who live in Beverly Hills, tell them to get involved with Better Bike and to contact their council members as well. Um, we really, Absolutely. And I want to say, if you, whether you live or not in Beverly Hills, when you come to our town, and we welcome you to come to our town, we want you to take the advice that we got from a couple of those commissioners last night. Our streets are dangerous. You know, we don't want to get a false sense of security, right? So when you come through town, make sure you take that entire right lane because... 95% of our, of our lane miles are substandard, which means under the California Code, that right lane is yours, all of it. So when you come through town, take your time and take that lane. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Mark, for giving us the update. Have a great time on the Montrose History Ride. Super. I'm just about to catch up with the, with the Peloton as it's making its way uh, uh, up here. And i got to say, you know, uh, Sorry for being a little bit winded, but, uh, you know, I had forgotten it was all uphill. I'm yeah. Coming up from Silver Lake. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, have fun, Mark. Thanks so much. Thanks, Alexis. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. 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 So, Alexis, that is so exciting. Um, Beverly Hills also uh, having some energy. And on May 20th, the final stage of the bike race tour of California. That's right. Amgen. Uh, will be going on and starting from Beverly Hills. Exactly. So maybe that'll help us um, uh, win over some <laughs> some supporters in the city of Beverly Hills for bicycles since they see the you know the pros out there riding. Um, but yeah, a lot of work to, to get done. And, and I was at the meeting on um, Tuesday night, and you know one of the the commissioners really talked about how. Um, the city is becoming surrounded by bicycle infrastructure. So the fact that people there are unfamiliar with it or don't understand it is kind of a farce because you you leave and you you get on Santa Monica Boulevard. There's bike lanes on both sides. You get out to um, uh, to Santa Monica in L.A. You see the Sharrows. You see all this infrastructure happening. So you know it's there, and and Beverly Hills cannot be an island onto itself with with no bicycle infrastructure. So um, it's a big part of connecting the region is making sure that all of the cities. Um, are working independently, but also together to, com to help connect the county. All right, great. So we've got Sarai Snyder joining us. And, and um, uh, so hold on, let me just put her on the phone here. Hi, Sarai. Hello. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, Hi, Sarai. Thank you. Here, I'm going to actually hand the phone over to Dorothy so that um, she can kind of lead the interview. Hold on one second. Sounds great. Hi, Sarai. Hi, Dorothy. How's your day going? Awesome. Good. And <laughs> we are now at the uh, the day before um, an amazing, amazing event uh, called Cyclofem, uh, which yes. you are, uh, I would call the brainchild of, um, making this amazing um, energy uh, for women uh, and rides going on worldwide. So tell us uh, about Cyclofem. Sure. Um 
I'm having a little bit of a hard time kind of, uh, you know, containing my enthusiasm, but I'll try. It's going to um, be fun. I just got a couple more ride updates this morning. We have now 160 rides in 14 countries. Wow. So it's a pretty, pretty amazing statement for women, women and men coming together to celebrate and support women in cycling. Um, the idea was to, you know, kind of... Um, take a minute to think and, and pull together everybody's voices and and honor the past, uh, celebrate the present, and empower the future of women in cycling. And uh, what uh, motivated you to want to do this? You know, um, there's so many amazing things going on right now for women in cycling. Um, so many people trying to encourage more women to ride bikes. But I have felt like it could be a little bit disjointed as a movement, um, you know. Not enough conversation about how can we, how can we really push this forward and not just focus on, um, you know, what each one individual person is doing, but as a, a collaborative, how can we um, pull our energy and our voices to create that louder message? And so I thought, well, what better way than to at an international holiday. <laughs> and, and to me, the thing, um, just, you know, talking to you about a, maybe a month ago, not even a uh-huh. month ago, <laughs> at, at the Sea Otter Classic and um, learning more about it, um, it's just amazing how quickly the women have come together. Um, and so how do you feel about that? And, and how do you think it all just sort of clicked? I, I think it's... I think it's just amazing. I think the timing was was right. Um, I think we kind of had a, a perfect storm of opportunities between the networks that we we had through um, through Girl Bike Love as as a website, and then just everybody wanting to get involved. And it's Bike Month, and there's just so many exciting things. And then you know, looking at the the image itself, it's so empowering the woman on the bike, um, mm-hmm. we have these temporary tattoos. So if people don't know that, we have temporary tattoos with this beautiful Cyclofem logo that was created by language department in New York. Um, we started talking about it in, I want to think, I want to say January, and we announced Cyclofem on March 2nd. Wow, this pulled together really fast. Pulled together fast, definitely. Well, it's a, it's a simple message. You know, it's a simple message in a in a um yeah just a just a really basic idea you know just get on your bike and ride for women uh that's really awesome can you since there are 160 rides and Uh you said 14 countries right now participating can you just um off the top of your head maybe give us a handful or a few of the rides where you're just kind of like wow sure i mean you know the first ride that popped up um that was not in the U.S. was in Melbourne, Australia, and I thought, "Wow, that's that's really cool! Yay, we're you know we're hopping over the water." But then um, seeing more and more rides, I, I want to say there's probably eight rides in Australia now. Oh wow! Which is amazing. That's, that's crazy. Um, Puerto Rico just registered oh this gosh. morning. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> Let's see, we have 
the list is so long, it's so fun to scroll through. Uh, several in Canada. We have um, two in the Czech Republic. Oh, wow. Uh, Berlin. Italy. Actually, the Italians wrote today because they're calling for hail and thunderstorms tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> um, two in Poland. Cool. Mexico, Sweden. I mean, the list goes on. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. So what's really going to be amazing is tomorrow um, uh, rides are going to be going on uh, at various times Mm -hmm. and and places for the most part. And images are going to be captured um, worldwide. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be so exciting to see. So how is that kind of coming together? Well, we've been uh, communicating with all the ride leaders and asking them to collect as many photos and video documentation of the day of the ride of people telling their stories about how the bike has changed their life and you know whatever they want to say about the day and then we've um, set up a couple different opportunities for people to send us that information and then afterwards um, putting it all together and and making a statement of what we can do uh, with with a video. Yeah, that's pretty that, exciting. That's definitely awesome, and so um, that will get um, linked through different. Um, here's the amazing thing for me that I see is that um, a lot of this has spread uh, through social media uh, and Facebook, and uh, events will also be uh, sort of communicated through Twitter and that right. sort of thing. So, can you explain a little bit of that? Sure. Yeah, on our, on our website we the Cyclothon website on the documentation page, we've set up a map, and we're, we're hoping that it's going to work. It's moving a little slow right now, but that map will show all of the tweets and Instagram pictures oh, wow. that have the hashtag Cyclothon uh, that people send out throughout the day. So those will pop up on the map. Um, the geotagging has to be on on your phone, so it's kind of tricky to remember that little piece, but um, that should be really cool. We've got things that are already starting to show up on there, and then the the photos, the Instagram photos, are also starting to populate on the on the website as well. So it's it's pretty cool. There's been a lot Kinda of new like ones with watching the tattoos. it as it unfolds. And then the other really exciting thing is that I believe we have three teams that are riding in the tour of California tomorrow set to wear the tattoos. Wow. They're doing yeah. different routes. Is that Oh I'm sorry? That's right. It's starting Racing. already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It starts tomorrow. There's so much biking going on, Alexis. I'm losing track. Um, now I've been listening to all the stuff that's going on in California. It's so exciting. Yeah, definitely, definitely exciting. And and I think this event's gonna be exciting and um we're going to have fun here in Los Angeles as, um, you know, we start this ride in. Hopefully this will, um, of course, I'm, it will uh, showcase some amazing energy of women and supporters, guys. It'll guys be, can come uh, out too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, it was so funny. On my um, Facebook site, one of the guys politely asked if he could come. <laughs> and I said, of course. Um, but anyway, so it's exciting. And for our ride, we've got uh, some hot pink and black socks um, that I'm wearing oh. right now. They say hottie. Yes. And, and then we have socks that say, I'm with awesome. 
and we oh, have diva my. socks and save the tata socks <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm hoping to see at least in our ride in los angeles a lot of people wearing um uh hot pink socks and um we've got some cyclofemme tattoos and t-shirts and um music and it we're going to actually be uh, starting at the Rose Bowl for a little celebratory loop, and we're going to ride to downtown Los Angeles. And if you live downtown, you can start. I'm, I'm planning on starting from the L.A. Historic exactly. Park. Exactly. <laughs> and then we're going to meet up with however many people want to meet us at L.A. Uh, State Historic Park, and we're going to do a celebratory loop in the park. And then from there, people can decide if they want to continue on, um, because I'd like to go up to a little area called Grandview Point. Uh, in Elysian Park, just above, uh, which has a beautiful view of downtown L.A., and everyone can sort of define their ride as they go. So isn't that also the point, uh, Sarai? The ride is what we make of it? Absolutely. It's just about being on the bike, and, you know, it's fun to see all the different rides when you look at the ride list. Everybody's got these different ideas about, you know, what it means to get together and ride and celebrate, and it's wonderful you know we've got mountain bikers and road bikers and city bikers and you know casual riders it's it's amazing exactly so maybe it's not about what you ride so sarai maybe you can repeat for us um your website and where folks can go it's not too late to register a ride right folks can still sign up a ride if they want to join in let's make 200 So if you're on the west side, if you're down in Long Beach, if you're out in San Gabriel Valley, you can get your own Cyclofem ride going. And um, so where where should they register their their, their ride? The website is cyclofem.com. So it's C-Y-C-L-O-F-E-M-M-E.com. And the, the Get Involved page is where you would register the rides or, or tell your story. And then um, as soon as I... As soon as I get the email, I'll put it up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to actually go on my ride tomorrow with Dorothy, but also mm-hmm. to um, see everything that comes in from throughout the day um, from all the rides happening around the world. I know. I can't wait to see the pictures and the videos. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite a task to put something together from it because there's going to be so much. But Wow. Are you, you actually going to be able to get out to ride, or are you going to be behind the computer all day, like, watching this all come in? <laughs> oh, no. 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 I, I, as a matter of fact, there's, I think there's eight rides here in Boulder, and we have managed to coordinate so that we're all going to meet in the park um, around noon. And I, you know, someone kind of put that together. I said, you know, I, I think I just want to ride my bike tomorrow. Can I just not do anything for this? <laughs> And they're like, yes, we'll do it. So it's been it's been pretty cool. And then afterwards, we're gonna go try to catch the tour of California on the TV and see if we see if we can sneak a peek of any tattoos. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning and telling us um, more about this this whole event. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thanks, sir. I have a great day tomorrow. You too. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> so it's so awesome, uh, you know, that this is going on. And I totally forgot my point. Oh, <laughs> that I was going to talk about. Well, you know, one of the things that, and I, you know, 
one of the things that's so important about highlighting female cycling to me is the fact that in the United States right now, we have such a small percentage of women who ride bicycles for, for everyday transportation. You know, we have a lot more women that get out for recreation, but even still when it's recreation, it's, it's not, you know, it's like riding on the beach path and, and not that that's bad. That's a good thing, but, um, it's not for just sort of everyday, um, activity and, um, and when we look at other countries, um, what we see is a lot more women are out cycling. Um, I think in, in Amsterdam, about 53% of people cycling are women. Um, and in, in Los Angeles right now, about only about 20% of, of people that are out cycling are women. Um, and so, and that's, that's just commuting to work. That's not, you know, running to the store and all that stuff. But with our, with our bike count, which we look at the peak hours. So when people are going to work, but also on the weekend, um, we find that there are just a lot, there are a lot more men out. And so a big part of it is, um, addressing maybe, you know, addressing the various issues that maybe, um, hold women back from cycling. Um, and I, you know, a big part of that is the infrastructure on the streets. Um, I think another part of that is just, um, I think, you know, what you were saying before about the mentoring and just showing that this can be a really easy, fun thing to do, um, that you don't have to have special equipment. You know, you can just hop on a bike. You don't have to be wearing something special unless you want to or unless you're doing bigger, longer rides. But, um, you know, you, you can ride however you want. Um, and I think another big part of it is but there is a lot of special stuff you could wear. Yeah, there's a lot of special, <laughs> so much special stuff. And, you know, there are different types of bikes for different kind of riders. And I think one of the things is women carry the burden of the household. So um, one of the great things that is finally coming in the United States and, and Flying Pigeon Bikes has a lot of are the cargo bikes that make it easy for a mom to get kids to school, pick up groceries, do all that type of thing. Um, and also, you know, extra cycles, a lot of different types of bikes that make it great and easy to, to um, get out with your family and ride and be able to run to the store and the library and do all of those things that we all, you know, we need to do every day. So I don't know, Dorothy, do you have any thoughts kind of on some of the issues? No, I think uh, you did really well <laughs> right there uh, talking about all of those things. And I, you know, and we can call it infrastructure and safety and, and mentorship. Um, and But my little thing is really defining the fun um, in riding a bike uh, because, that is something that if you can touch the bike and start pedaling the bike, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, once you, then that's, that's really getting people to experience it. Is yeah. And so I would like to, you know, with more events, like honestly, uh, Bike Week uh, is actually a fun, you know, showcasing how much fun uh, bicycling, bicycling can be uh, is definitely an, uh, an awesome thing. And also how Ciclavia has done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Siglavia has been a real game changer. I think it, it gets folks out who, I, they did a survey, the UCLA student did a, his master's thesis on um, on on Siglavia, and he looked, they did some surveys of folks that had come, and they asked them, you know, how often do you ride a bike? Is this your first time doing this? And a lot of folks, for them, it was sort of their first time coming out and riding their bicycle yeah. and, and experiencing the streets of L.A. Well, when you see the pictures of it, it's amazing. It's like, where are all these cyclists yeah <laughs> you know, all of a sudden the streets are covered uh with bicycles yeah i, I agree i i, I wait, wait a second here I'm comes gonna do this i i concur <laughs> uh, uh alexis you were talking earlier about berlin and i'm gonna tie this in like i'm i'm 
Tom LaBonge. You know, uh, Berlin <laughs> is our Berlin. sister city, right? <laughs> he loves to bring uh, it up. I really have to look at this uh, a little beyond this. Uh, Berlin was bombed during the war. I mean, they went through all this horrible stuff, and yet they're excelling at, at, at passing us up. When you were there, did you, did you see anything besides the fact that it was safer for women and kids, which is always like an indicator group? Something maybe that you could bring back here and say, look, if we just did this in Los Angeles, I know we had the Dutch in with the green lane, but anything else besides painting, putting paint on the ground that we can expect? You know, um, I wish I could say that I could speak more to what was in Berlin, but because I was there as a child and I've not gone back and as an adult, I really don't remember that much other than I rode my bike to school and it was easy. <laughs> and I think because it was so easy, I really don't remember. Like, I really yeah. cannot remember what the infrastructure was like. I think because it was so easy to navigate that I didn't even think about it. It just, it didn't, and that was a big part of it. And I think that's, that's what create like... That's what's so important about creating a, a connected network and a network that works and feels safe is that when you're doing it, you don't even necessarily have to think about it. Um, and, and I think that's maybe one of the lessons to learn from from Europe and cities like Berlin is how can we make a connect, connected network where you don't even really have to think about how you're navigating it and um, maybe interacting with moving traffic and all that stuff. Definitely. Um, and then even for me, I rode uh, my bicycle down here and I started out on lovely tree-lined streets with not a lot of cars. And then I found my way um, going through uh, Glendale uh, and they had their sharrows laid out. So that made me feel a little safer that, hey, bikes are part of this system. And then I found my way into the lovely LA River bike path where it was me and the bikes and a couple of runners. And then of all, all of a sudden, I found myself on Fletcher. <laughs> That's so nice. Uh, praying and, and Silver Lake. And, you know, and then as I started merging in with the cars, it, it, it became quite scary. Yeah. So definitely, um, I agree, the infrastructure, uh, making it easy, making good routes. And, and one of the things we found, so we just did a uh, bike countdown on Spring Street. We did it before and after the new bicycle lane was installed on Spring Street. So we went out on a weekday. And we went out at three time periods. We went out from 7 to 9 a.m., uh, 11 to 1 p.m., and 4 to 6 p.m. on the weekday. And then on uh, the weekend, we went out from 11 to 1 in the afternoon just to sort of catch sort of understand what's going on in the middle of the day on a weekend. And um, we found that uh, between November and May, um, when the bicycle, before and after the bicycle lanes were installed, that we're, there was a 52% increase in overall cycling um, across those time periods. Wow. But, but what was really, really impressive was that there was a 161% increase in female cycling on those streets. Wow. And we saw um, during the day, in the morning, afternoon, and, and evening, you know, there was an increase in female cycling. But the biggest jump was on the weekend, where it was a 650% increase in female cycling. Cycling. So on Saturday, six hundred, six hundred fifty percent increase. Now, if I actually tell you the numbers, it's a pretty small amount of. <laughs> no, but, no, but still. But yeah, there was. We went from virtually no women riding on Spring Street to a lot of women riding on Spring Street, um, comparatively. I mean, and and I think what the weekend shows, and and I actually think the weekend speaks really highly to um, both Ciclavia and just the transformation of downtown LA, because yeah. there are more and more people coming down to go shopping, go to restaurants, um, go to the museums, explore. And I think when folks experience Ciclavia and they see all that downtown has to offer, they're coming back to downtown on the weekends and exploring downtown as well. And the other interesting thing um, is we, 
did the count in November and we saw no children on Spring Street. And when we went back, we still didn't see any kids during the week. But on the weekend, we, there were um, a couple of kids that were out cycling with their family and parents. So, um, you know, I think that also speaks to the changing demographics of downtown L.A. You have more families uh, moving down there as well now. So how often do you so you did this count? I we, remember you did the count. And we did the big the big citywide count we do is every two years and we do it in September and we do that in line with the National Bicycle and Pedestrian Documentation Project which is encouraging um, cities and uh, municipalities to do bicycle counts every September um, they, they sort of designate a week as National Bike and Pedestrian Count Week um, and that's when you're sort of encouraged to do it so we do that in line with that so that, that there can be nationwide data that's being collected on the rates of cycling and walking across the country and it's also planning and design that kind of um, is organizing that. So if you go to the National Bicycle Pedestrian Documentation Project, you can learn more. Um, they have all the count information there, all the things you do. And then when you're done doing your count, you, you send all the information and data back to them. And their hope is that they're, they're looking for funding, um, I think, from, from the national level to, to make all this information public and, and um, accessible to anybody. Um, but uh, so we do that's our big count. And then one of the things we've been trying to do with some of the bicycle infrastructure as it goes in, especially, you know, something like Spring Street, which is innovative and different, is to do the before and after studies so that we can really uh, quantify the city's investment in cycling um, and show that, you know, it just the, the research is out there that shows that when you invest in infrastructure, people use it. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 like building, you know, if you build a road, if there's no road there, no one uses that piece of land for driving. If you build a road, all of a sudden people are going to drive on it. So you build bike lanes, people are going to bike on them. So we're finding with the bike count, um, you know, we had a couple of locations where bicycle infrastructure was installed between 2009 and 2011. Um, on the Shero streets, we saw an increase in cycling, but it was really impressive with the bike lanes. 7th Street had 196% increase in cycling with the, the installation of bicycle lanes on 7th Street. So, um, you know, people may be shifting from different streets over to those streets, but at the same time, we're probably seeing a lot of new folks riding. And one of the things we'd really like to do, we just don't have the funding and manpower yet, is to try and do surveys um, as well as doing the counts so that we can really understand who's riding, why are they riding, how often do they ride, and all those things. So if you're a funder and you're listening and you want to <laughs> give us some money to do research, that would be great. So how many people work at LACBC? We have um, four full-time staff, mm -hmm. and then we have about seven, six or seven part-time staff. And do you guys all have a common vision of what you need to do? Um, well, I mean, our, our, our mission is to create a better bikeable LA County. So all of our work intertwines with trying to achieve that mission. Um, a, a big part of that is, um, for, for me at least, is, is fostering the regional chapters. So the getting more folks engaged in local advocacy in their communities around the county so that the county is better served and we're getting more momentum building, which we're seeing. We're seeing so much momentum happening around the county. Um, and a lot of that is because of the cycling community, that we have so many passionate people that want to put the pressure on their the city leaders and really make a difference and are willing to go out and do the door-to-door -door outreach and talk to local businesses and really get stakeholders involved. Um, in, in making their communities better. Um, and then the other part of that is, you know, the events. It's also education. You know, we have a lot of groups like Cycle, Sustainable Streets, um, and LACBC who are all doing education in different capacities um, to try and, um, you know, help address 
bad cycling, I guess. <laughs> like people, a lot of people don't necessarily know the rules of the road. So we want to make sure that folks all understand their responsibilities, but then also how the rules work in their favor. I think a lot of times folks um, get stopped for things that are not legitimate, and so it's it's powerful to know what what you know what are your rights and um, when you're on the road. So you want to educate people, and you want to get more people mobilized. Yeah, more people mobilized, more infrastructure on the ground, uh, more funding. That's a big thing we're really looking for is more funding um, f- from the county level um, coming through to local cities so that they can get the infrastructure implemented. Um, also, you know, Metro, which is our county transportation planning organization, um, they don't only run the buses and the trains. They also are building highways, you know, and they're doing all these crazy things. Um, some of it good, like the highways, not so good. Um, and when we when they're doing these highways, like they're going to be expanding the 710 down uh, in the Long Beach, South LA area, and they're going to be making it, I think, like two or two to four lanes wider. Um, they're going to be revamping all of those on and off ramps. And when they uh, touch those on and off ramps, it can make those streets. Um, even less safe for cyclists and pedestrians and, and um, create greater divides in our communities. Um, and, and, you know, it, we see so many communities, especially in South LA. And I, I feel like in the San Gabriel Valley where um, you may have a town that's got some bike stuff or you have like the, in South LA, you have the LA river path that comes down, except for all of the major streets have highway on and off ramps. And so it's really intimidating to try and get down to the river path because the entrance to the river path is right next to a freeway on ramp, you know? And so that's crazy. And it's the same thing out in the San Gabriel Valley, like out in Baldwin park, it's really hard to connect from Baldwin park to um, El Monte and South El Monte because you have freeway on and off ramps and there's this great river path that's down there, but you know, it's, it's not easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- those are things that we we want to see better addressed so that uh, Metro takes more responsibility and Caltrans takes more responsibility that if, that if they're going to, I mean, ideally they don't do these highway products, but if they <laughs> they have to do them, if, they, if they're so compelled that they do a better job of integrating in bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure and they really do, um, you know, uh, connect our communities yeah. instead of further divide them. Yeah, and... If you really think about it, the more the easier they make it, the more motivating it is for people not to drive um, and to use public transportation and bicycling. Yeah. So it it's almost it's like this sort of weird thing. Like why don't we really focus on that instead of making bigger highways that never really totally help the problem? Yeah, and and the easier you make it to drive, the less incentive there is to exactly. Exactly. do alternative transportation. Exactly. And and Metro is building out, um, you know, we have 3010 plan. We have Expo that just opened up. It's going to be expanding to the west side over the next couple of years. Um, all these other light rail and subway projects coming up. Um, and we also have, you know, we have the bus rapid transit system. We have, um, well, it's not bus rapid. We have the orange line and then we also have the rapid buses and hopefully we'll have a bus only lanes on Wilshire and so a big part of what we would like to see an organization like Metro do is really also spend the money on creating the bicycle and pedestrian improvements around those major transit destinations so that it's really easy to access those stations by walking and biking and right now when we did the bike count we did count at several locations where there are um, you know major bus and rail stops like Hollywood and Highland um, uh, 
seventh in uh, Alvarado, um, Wilshire, and uh, Western. I think I can't. Okay, well, so I'm forgetting all of them. But anyways, we mm -hmm. looked at some of those, and that those were the areas where we not only saw the highest density of pedestrians, but we also saw a lot of cyclists. And those are all areas, with the exception of seventh Al Alvarado, where there has not, there is not any bicycle infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, those aren't necessarily the easiest places to get to, but that's where people want to. They want to be able to access that transit. So mm -hmm. we need to be thinking holistically about how we connect the transit users to the transit station. And a big part of that is making it easy to walk and bike. Mm -hmm. Well, you cover, yeah. Go ahead. you cover such a large area for a relatively small organization. I mean, uh, you know, like, like, like Chicago's active chance has what, 43 people on staff and yeah. you guys have four. Yeah. So <laughs> covering 10 million people. Yeah. Yeah. Miles, yeah. And I County. think, um, the, uh, Transportation Alternatives in New York City has about 20 full-time staff. And San Francisco Bicycle Coalition, which is a city of 700,000 people, has 12 full-time staff. So we um, mm -hmm. encourage everyone to become a member of LACBC because that's how we ex uh, support our work and expand our efforts. Uh, membership is the number one way that we're able to grow um, and and better serve the, the diverse cycling community in Los Angeles. I mean, that's sort of the difficulty for us is really you know, the more the more members we have of LACBC, the the more we're able to do, and the more power we have politically. Um, I think it's it's interesting to look at San Francisco Bike Coalition. You know, it's a city of seven hundred thousand people. There are twelve thousand members of the Bicycle Coalition. Wow. One in sixty people is a member of the Bike Coalition. So when the Bike Coalition steps in the room, politicians listen because you're representing mm -hmm. one out of sixty voters right. <laughs> in the city. Um, and it's you know up in um, the Seattle area. Um, the Cascade Bicycle Club has 16,000 members. Um, so, you know, you you know, know the, the AAA uh, is the largest membership organization after the Catholic Church. Wow. I did not know that, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> so their lobbying power is, is really huge. Catholic who? Church. Yeah. The Catholic Church. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And AAA wields a lot of power. I mean, those are sort of the number one group that we're oftentimes coming up against. Um, mm. At, at the city level, at the county level, at the state level, tri AAA kind of has a hand in everything. Um, and you know, if we can, if we have, we have, we have about between twelve to thirteen hundred members right now. So if we could get another ten thousand members, <laughs> that mm -hmm. would be great. <laughs> We'd be able to expand our staff. When I envision LACBNC in the future, I envision you know having five full-time staff just devoted to the city of LA and another 10 or 12 staff that are devoted to the different areas of the county. Um, as we grow our local chapters, a big part of it is having them help bring on more membership and funding so that we can hire um, hire them, you know, one of them to be the, the lead organizer. They already are the lead organizers, but actually pay them to be the lead organizer working on um, issues and getting the community engaged um, in their part of the county. So that the, the regional partnership program is one of the ways that we're looking to not only build membership and better serve the county, but hopefully bring on more staff Develop. that can yeah. that can um, be focused, that really knows the issues, that knows the politicians in those areas and, and, and can really help um, push push the, the bicycle agenda forward. That's uh, this this is great, and I know you've uh, been very diplomatic about dancing around and making generalizations. But can we can we bring up a couple of points only because I heard them at of all things uh, a fundraiser for the bike kitchen, which I believe they made their quota and everything, yeah. so they're going to open up a new shop. Yeah, and I think everybody sort of downplays the fact that bicycle collectives are doing their part in this uh, equation too. But if you think about it, if it wasn't for a bicycle kitchen. 
there won't be a bike oven, there won't be a bike or wave. And so in, in essence, we're seeing how even things on a grassroots uh, kind of thing are going out and affecting change here within the city. Um, one of the things that I did here, and this is gets to the controversy here, is they were talking about that little stretch there on Riverside where they're going to rip down um, a, I, I guess it's, it was originally built as flood control, this bridge, and as a, as a, a throughway for Riverside. And it's and it's small and it and it gets traveled by so many trucks and everything. So I don't know if it's an expansion or, or something, but I heard everybody explain because of the way they're setting up barriers, it's now impervious almost to pedestrians, let alone bicycles. Yeah. But they were looking more like if you were a pedestrian, how many laws would you have to break to to, to be safe? You basically safe? have to get into the middle of the street and walk. And they had a sign yeah. up with where the end of the river path is to, to cross Riverside Drive. They're like, walk on, they're like, sidewalk closed, walk on the other side. Well, there is no sidewalk on the other side of the street. So, yeah, I mean, this is one of the issues that happens, I think, repeatedly is with, with, with roadway construction, um, with construction for development, and also with film crews, is that um, a lot of times the roadway needs is closed for a short duration of time, or with a roadway project or, or larger construction project, it could be closed for months or years, and there's really no real thought put into providing for, for pedestrians and cyclists to get through those areas. You know, obviously, bicycles in a lot of cases can just share the lane, but you know, if it's not signed right, if it's not really informed, it it, it 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 makes a really dangerous situation. And I think by not providing pedestrian access, it, it puts the city into a real big liability situation. Um, just by having a sidewalk closed sign, if you're cutting off someone from accessing transit, um, from getting to work, if that's the only way to do it, you know, that's it's violating some kind of law, <laughs> especially ADA laws. So, <laughs> um. um. We can always have like a song too if you want to have a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a drink of water actually. Well, we're, we're gonna scream <laughs> offline while we play a song. But, here. but Dorothy, why don't you talk about some of the the um, uh, women um, mountain bike stuff that's coming up, getting sure. in the dirt? And I think we're actually going to hear from uh, one of our organizers. But I just wanted to say uh, the bicycle for me when I came here. Um, of course, I came from Hawaii and. I got off the airplane and there were just these cement uh, paths called freeways everywhere. And I literally got lost in LA with this sea of cement. Um, and then luckily I discovered the bicycle and I was able to discover LA because I got to go on yeah. all of these roads that have been here for a long time and with some dirt, uh, some nice routes to kind of get around. Um, away from the cars and then the new discovery which i'm excited to hear about uh walking i think we're going to talk to somebody later today about walking right or did we do that already no, oh but walking has been this sort of new phenomenon <laughs> happening yeah. in la um because we don't walk nobody walks in la right you know, I, th I was thinking that the other day <laughs> i was biking through skid row on my way home from work yeah and i was thinking this reminds me of this a lot of New York, and I and I thought, well, why people in New York aren't like the people on Skid Row, you know, for the most part. But it's the population density. It's the o it's the only place where you have as many people on the streets as you do in a city like New York. And um, then the rest of the streets, they they look like uh, you know the 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 day after a comet hit. That's yeah. it. I'm done. 
Now that, that that's an interesting comment. Right. Uh, so on the bicycle, when you go on the river paths, you can see the sort of dissection uh, of the city. You can see that there is actually sort of a river that uh, we need to actually remove some of the cement because we also have water issues. Uh, you know, as our water goes out into the ocean and, and we don't have enough to drink, we have to uh, get water from all these different, you know, sources. Uh, but walking, I've actually, May 19th and 20th, everyone should look up the Big Parade, and there are some other great walking organizations. Yeah, BigParadeLA.com. Yes, is an awesome way to discover LA, and it's segmented, so you can walk for 35 miles over two days. Or you can walk for four or five miles. And the places, and I've gone on some of the training walks. They actually did the Green Belt Walk, where we walked 14 miles on um, mainly dirt around Los Angeles, near downtown. And then they just did uh, the Bridges Walk, uh, walking over the bridges. And so I think biking and walking are, are the best partnerships for alternative, well, the, not alternative almost should be mainstream it forms is the mainstream I mean, like <laughs> it 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 uh walking you know driving is a privilege walking is your right there you go <laughs> you know, so um you know you know that is the that is the mobility that we all own on our own bodies that we can do um unhindered uh every day um so i i sometimes walk from um just to shake it up because I, I some you know i love biking but sometimes i just get tired of the same route every day so i mix it up every once in a while and then um usually a couple times a month i'll walk the four and a half miles from my house to downtown la to work mm -hmm. and um it's just a nice different way to to start the day it takes me about an hour and a half and it, it's just a i walk through angelino heights i like seeing all the different take a different street every time i like seeing all the houses and then walking down along grand avenue and walking through Dorothy Chandler Pavilion and, and seeing the museums and all that stuff. So. And on the bicycle, you can smell the air and sort of oh, see yeah. what's going on. But when you walk, I was amazed. We walked 14 miles, the Greenbelt Walk, and people came out of their houses. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. People just came out and were cheering you on. Can you balance on those walking. things? Walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you and then you're like, can you actually walk 14 miles? Oh, my God. How do you walk 14 miles? Yeah. And I'm like... Wow, I met a new person. We talked, we discovered, we looked at things. And 14 miles really isn't that hard to do. No, but it can be tiring on yeah. your legs on the concrete. I That's do the true. Great Walk LA, which is usually uh, organized in November, um, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And it's usually a walk along one of the major boulevards from downtown LA to Santa Monica. And so it's 14 to 16 miles on concrete sidewalks and by the time I get to Santa Monica like my hips are just aching but what I love about it um, is you know just seeing all the different architecture and stuff but for me it's almost like a culinary tour Pico Boulevard I think is by far my favorite um, I just I, I stop and it takes me eight hours because I eat so much along the way um, <laughs> other people doing like three or four it takes me eight because I stop to eat a lot <laughs> So um, and and so that I just on the walking front. Um, I'm also on the steering committee for a group called LA Walks. Um, we are a uh, new nonprofit organization. We're actually getting started under the Bicycle Coalition's 501c3 status. Um, but we are trying to address pedestrian advocacy, pedestrian advocacy issues in the city of Los Angeles specifically. And one of the things that uh, Deborah Murphy, who's the founder, has been working on for a long time is getting an actual um, pedestrian coordinator staff within LEDOT. So, you know, we have Michelle Mowry, who for a long time was the, well, she is the bicycle coordinator, and now there's a lot more staff working on bicycle 
um, engineering and planning over at LADOT, but we have never had anybody devoted to pedestrian issues. So um, now they're uh, just two weeks ago, council passed a motion there they're, and they sent out the job. Um, so if anyone's looking for a job, LADOT is hiring pedestrian coordinators. Wow. <laughs> so they're hiring two, two pedestrian coordinators, um, like a senior coordinator and an assistant coordinator um, that will be specifically working on developing a safe routes to school priority plan for the city, but then also hoping to helping to better address pedestrian and ADA and hopefully integrate more with bikeways so that we can be more competitive for grants and we can better align projects so that when bike projects are going in, especially you know bike boulevard projects where they may be roundabouts and other things, we can also do pedestrian improvements and, and make neighborhoods better for, for everybody. Are you? Did you go to school for planning or anything? Yeah, I went to, to UCLA for urban planning. I got mm -hmm. I graduated in 2010. But before that, I mean, my background is uh, I got I got my undergraduate degree in graphic design, and I oh. I worked uh, doing that for a little while. But for the last, I moved to LA in 2003, and I was doing jewelry design. Wow. <laughs> so, um, you did know, you do those earrings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so my, my background was not an urban plan or anything like that. It's just something I really became passionate about living in Los Angeles. That's cool. Okay. I, go, no, no, go ahead. Well, I, I'm thinking with all this stuff and, and uh, promotion and graphics, there's one other thing that's coming up in, in June, is it? I can never remember June. Uh, something about a river. And, oh, yeah. And you guys? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm hoping that JJ will call in and give us an update. We actually have a Marshall training ride going on right now. Um, but June 10th, uh, Sunday, June 10th, is the annual LA River Ride. It is our biggest fundraiser of the year. Um, this is our 12th one. And, um, uh, you know, we're, we're celebrating the uh, Mayan end of the calendar. I see a little Mayan theme going on wow. with our logo this just, year. <laughs> that's what that's about. Is this the end of the world then? Uh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're digging. I like that. I like that. So you don't have to contribute next year because it won't be another year. But yeah, like exactly. Uh, but, you know, we have we have rides for the, the whole family. Um, and the cool thing about this year is that we actually have, you, we have the ability formally for people to do reverse rides. So there will actually be registration down in Long Beach. And so if you want to start from Long Beach and ride to Griffith Park and back, you can do it. Um, but the ride starts in for... For the bulk of folks, it starts in Griffith Park, um, and we have um, a hundred-mile ride. Um, it's a century. It's probably the easiest century you can do because it's pretty much entirely flat, with the exception of a little bit in the beginning um, in Griffith Park. Um, then there's a seventy-mile ride, a fifty-mile half-century, um, which is the ride I usually do, um, and then the thirty-six-mile ride, and then there's a fifteen-mile family ride, um, and then there's also a kids' fun fair. So there's like a kids' rodeo, and they can come out and just have fun. Um, and we we raffle off a lot of great stuff. Um, we have pit stops um, all along the route, so there's you know oranges and peanut butter sandwiches and all kinds of you know, drinks everything you can need so it's 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 a great ride and great for the whole family to get out and do something fun um and if you register by may 15th you save ten dollars on every single ride and if you're an lecbc member you save a little even uh even a little bit more money um so we encourage folks to become members and and join us for this ride on uh, June 10th. You can find out more at the la-bike.org website. And I think if you just do backslash river ride, you'll find all the info. But but you can pretty much find it from the homepage. And um, we're still looking for volunteers. So if you want to come out and volunteer, um, 
that's a great way to do the ride and not have to pay because um, it takes a lot of volunteers to do this type of thing. And if you email Martin, uh, which is M-A-R-T-I-N at LA-Bike.org, he's our volunteer coordinator and we'll get you set up with some of our remaining jobs we need help with. Very yeah. good. It's so we're, we're, we're jumping ahead. There's still Bike Week and uh, we, we had some emails and we're going to definitely address in the last few minutes all the different events for Bike Week in uh, a couple of the municipalities. Um, th- this sounds really great that we're coming out for, for this ride, but uh, as you hear, LACBC is a, a year-round kind of thing, so uh, don't don't say, oh, well, I'll, I'll do it next year for Christmas or something. This is your Christmas coming up, yeah. right? <laughs> this is our Christmas. This is where LACBC, we make the bulk of our um, income beyond membership. This is this is a big part of our bottom line and helping us get our work done. Um, so if you want to see more bike lanes in your community um, and more funding countywide for bicycle infrastructure, um, then I encourage you to come out and support us with the with the LA River Ride. But yeah. I want to, Dorothy, did you touch on all the events you've got coming up? No, but I do want to uh, just sort of say that the LA River Ride is uh, a highlight of my year. I enjoy getting as many of my friends uh, to come together and ride the river. And um, so I'm excited. We'll be there riding. And uh, also, the river is actually something that everyone should also look at, I think, um, in terms of the efforts to uh, not only uh, become a transportation path, if you want to call it, the river trails, uh, but also... Uh, the revitalization of it. So there's lots of cool things going on along the rivers. And also, I think um, transportation-wise, I'm going to try and help bring some visibility to uh, the route. I live in Altadena, which is L.A. County. And actually, it's funny. If you Google um, bike routes, Altadena, and it shows you the different preferred routes, there's nothing in Altadena. What does that mean? It's all good. <laughs> no, but there is now a, in the master plan of Los Angeles County, there are a bunch of new lines and bike boulevards. Yeah, um, yeah, because right now you all have mostly routes. It's like like Allen and Lake. Yeah. But if you New-York. Googled, nothing green or dotted comes up in Altadena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway. It's because all there is is a tiny green sign saying bike route. It doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> so it'll it'll be exciting uh, to kind of see that that definitely grow. Yeah. Um, and this could be our, this could be, we'll see who this is. Hey, this is Bike Talk. Who's this? This is Jackie Van Workham. Oh, hi, Jackie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. All right. Well, hold on. Let me hand you over to Dorothy and she's going to ask you some questions. Okay, great. I love being unprepared. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Jackie. Hey, how are you, Dorothy? Great. How's your day going? Wonderful. Good. Well, we're talking about all kinds of things today. Um, a lot of stuff is based on um, the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition and also Bike to Work Week and also bicycling infrastructure and also getting more women riding bicycles. Love it. <laughs> so um, uh, there was a, a great study done that uh, Spring Street, I believe, um, they added a, is it a green lane? It's a, it's a buffered, it was a green buffered a bicycle green lane. A green buffered bike the green, lane. The green's kind of gone in some places, but the buffer is still there. Yes, so it's a very popular um, 
route now, and they've shown a increase. 161% increase in female cycling. 161% increase in female cyclists when they added uh, a bike lane in downtown on Spring Street. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes, and so my my other fun um, thing is we're doing Cyclofem LA, uh, which are different rides going on. There's 160 uh, going on worldwide. Uh, they are mountain bike rides, road rides, all kinds of rides. And um, so these are also ways to recognize uh, the importance of women on bicycles. And so uh, I think it'd be great to hear what you're doing um, for women, getting them on bicycles. because Well, it might be having something to do with kind of what you guys have got going on, which is... Uh, Courageous Women of Earth, which is, gosh, I can't believe it's one week from today. We have about 100 women that will be showing up at Irvine Lake next weekend for hands-on experience on changing tires, specifically mountain bike tires, as well as we're going to teach them how to look ahead on their mountain bike. We're going to teach them how to go up and over bike ladders. We're going to teach them even basic things like shifting, anything that you could possibly think of. This would be the place for you to show up and learn how to ride a mountain bike. We've got some amazing pros coming out. I think maybe we know one of those that might be I might be talking to right now. I've got the phone, Miss <laughs> Dorothy. Of course. So thank you for coming out and supporting us on this big event. This will be the first, of course, one we are doing, but I'm thinking that this may be uh, continued on every single May, if possible. So I'm very, very excited to... Uh, to get this thing launched off the ground and we've got i think even a specialized mountain bike that we're going to raffle off some fabulous fabulous gifts for the ladies that they can uh, purchase raffle tickets but the biggest thing for me dorothy is i know where i was in the very beginning when i learned how to ride a mountain bike and i wish i had as much luck on me in the very beginning but uh, that's what we're going to do we're going to drip on these ladies and we are going to give them the confidence and of course the courage being the courageous women of dirt that they are going to need in order to get out there on a bike and perhaps change some lives. And will there be, will there be, um, like if you don't have a mountain bike, will there be bikes out there for folks to use or? There is going to be a specialized demo van. I believe at this point, most of the bikes are spoken for, but we have made an arrangement to swap out because there's a morning session and an afternoon session. If you're in the, on the dirt in the morning session with the bike, then in the afternoon you'll be over in the grass section where you'll be learning you know all the the bike fit bike maintenance things and rock and road will be out there rock and road cyclery here at uh, mission viejo and so they have arranged to have specialized come out to provide these ladies bikes because a lot of them did say hey i want to start mountain biking but i just don't have a mountain bike so we have filled the gap there but i like i said i don't know that we have very many left which is a good thing because uh, we know it's what what's needed in the area very cool and you know, what's so exciting to me is uh, you said this is the first time ever. So it is indicating that there is a rise. Uh, and do you see that, Jackie, of more women um, and girls? Because I, I also am uh, the race announcer at the SoCal High School Mountain Bike League. And there are now about 300 athletes. Oh, wow. And wow. Uh, we have four different categories for girls to learn. Uh, about mountain bike racing, but all of that does translate to uh, bicycle riders yeah. and bicycle infrastructure. That's awesome. Absolutely. 
You know, I, I do see a rise in it, Dorothy. And I have been leading the trail angels for all 13 years now. And my, my whole purpose in what legacy I want to leave is, of course, to be the one that people say, yeah, you know how I learned how to ride a mountain, mountain bike was with Jackie and her group, the trail angels. So that's, that's the trail angels and again, rock and roll are putting this on. And actually, because we want to mirror what we were so gifted with, which was back up in Big Bear years ago when we participated in what they called Women's Only Weekend. And Ann Hall was the inspiration behind a lot of that, making that happen. The last year that she did it, I believe they had probably 300 participants wow. all eager and anxious to learn about mountain bikes. And uh, after the whole snow summit was closed down, we had to you know, do some changes in, arra- in rearrangement. So it, it sort of lost its um, lost the excitement there. So I said, you know what? We had the benefit of doing that. I want to bring it back. I want to do it here locally, see how it works. And maybe next year we'll even include some of the younger generation, the minors, you know, have the moms bring their daughters. And who knows, maybe double this this big event in size. That's awesome. No, that is definitely, definitely awesome. And uh, where do we find out more information? You can go on www.rockandroadcyclery.net. Click on the Divas. It may even be right on the front page there when you go on there, being that it's uh, so close to the extra date. But if you go under uh, rockandroadcyclery.net, click on Divas, and then you will see all the information. Proceeds are going to Bikes for Boobs, which is awesome. And it is just going to be a great day. The weather's looking like it's going to be up and beautiful, and I'm just looking forward to a good time. All right. Awesome. Any other thoughts? Uh, Alexis, do you have any questions? Um, you know, I myself, I've never gotten down to the dirt. So one of these days I'm going to have to, this is this type of event that would be perfect for someone like me that's never done it. And, you know, I've talked with the Bike Talk guys before about this because uh, for some reason I have a lot more fear about mountain biking than I do about roadway cycling. Um, oh, we'll take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh, uh, maybe you can just sort of comment on you know if if you have experience in roadway cycling or just sort of the differences um, you know for women that are maybe used to riding on the road but have never gotten out on the dirt um, you know what are some of the what are some of the differences and what are some of the things that make getting out on the dirt so great well the the one thing that is very similar is that you guys are both looking out ahead there's no question that is the number one rule of mountain biking as well as road cycling big difference is you're probably going to be operating in more of an anaerobic mode because of course you're climbing and then you're going to have to learn how to negotiate over rocks and roots and through sand which obviously the asphalt does not offer that maybe i don't know some of the asphalt in la definitely does Uh, but th- but to me, that's the that's the biggest difference is just negotiating and learning how to, to trust your bike to roll over it. You look at the tires on those mountain bikes, and then you know you've got this incredible suspension. The technology today is uh, as such to where you can go over these things. You just have to let go of what your mind's telling you, which is, oh, my gosh, I can't roll over that. I'm just remember. The, the nice thing about mountain biking is that there, the ground, the dirt, is a lot more forgiving than the asphalt. Yeah. Cool. But it's an easy transition. I encourage people because you know what? It's just some, there's peace and tranquility that's back in the in the mountains and away from all the cars and the, the smog and all of that. And I, I would be happy to take you out specifically <laughs> and and see the ropes because I know you'd never go back. Yeah, and my executive director Jennifer Klosner is really into uh, uh, mountain biking as well. She does a lot of uh, trail riding, um, and I, I just um, I. 
really in awe of, of that. So I'm going to have to get over my fear and <laughs> come out and try it. That's my specialty. <laughs> Great, Jackie. <laughs> well, thanks so much for tuning in with us. And um, let's just have you give the website one more time so folks can, um, can get involved. Great. And thanks for having me. That website is www.rockandroadcyclery.net. And you can click on Divas, and it'll take you straight there. And I believe we are down to... Last this morning, about an hour ago, there were 10 spots left, ladies. So I hate to close it out, but we just need to do that for uh, insurance purposes this year. And hopefully next, like I said, we can double it in size. But nonetheless, I look forward to uh, getting to meet so many of you out there. Great. Thanks so much, Jackie. Have a great day. Thanks, Jackie. You too. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. So here's my my notes based on that last conversation, which I think is exciting. You know, why mountain bike is exactly the skills that you learn, no matter what you're doing on a bicycle, is something that transcends all of cycling. Like I was on the um, L.A. River bike path, and the tree roots uh, are growing through, and there's some kind of hot pink paint. (laughs) Where they've been marked, yeah. If you're not looking at that, you're going to get bucked up in the air, and then you know, you're going to have to be able to react. And so those are the same skills that you learn when you ride a mountain bike. And also uh, fitness. You have to go uphill. I know. It's my least favorite part of cycling. I'm like, what's the flattest route? Um, (laughs) And honestly, climbing a mountain, climbing a hill, climbing a road is one of the greatest benefits fitness-wise of bicycling um, that, that translates to, to lots of things. And then just my little plug um, for cyclocross, <laughs> um, which is also, to me, a, a great sport. If people don't know what cyclocross is, it's basically a circuit race uh, on sort of mixed terrain um, uh, circuits. So it's it can be grass, it can be pavement, it can be sand, it can be dirt. And so to me, cyclocross is the... And, Honestly, uh, in competitive cycling, if you want to call it that, um, cyclocross is the largest um, women's competitive, even higher than mountain biking and road. And is that just because it's the mix where it sort of brings those, all of those things sort of together where you get a little bit of everything? Yeah, and it, they're easy to get to. The races are close by. We're going to have, uh, right now we're working to have uh, two events at LA Historic Park and also Griffith Park here. Um, coming up September uh, and December. We're going to do those, and then we have a, a full calendar of events. But um, I think what happens is it's in grass usually. So as Jackie was saying, if you fall down, uh, you'll usually tip over yeah. in grass. <laughs> Soft landing. <laughs> and you can go as fast as you want to go or as slow as you want to go because it doesn't matter what place you're in. You're going around in circles uh, for a certain amount of time and then uh, you're finished. Okay. And then you can cheer on. A lot of women get involved as mothers because their husband rides or races, and then their kids get into it, and then they want to get some exercise too, uh, so they get the bike and go out there. And it's even a a great commuting bike um, through the streets because the tires are a little wider. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about the pothole necessarily. The bike is a a little lighter, so if you want to get yourselves from point A to point B a little faster, it is built like a road bike. So you have drop bars and you have 700C wheels. Um, 
and uh, the gearing is a little bit easier so you can get started and stopped uh, a little faster. Does that make sense? So anyway, that's my plug. SoCal Cross will be doing women-specific clinics um, and also preseason events in July and August. Awesome, awesome. And so is your season more than in the falls when you have a lot of events? or? Yeah, it'll be September through January. Okay. Yes, and the World Championships of the Sports in its 100-year history will be taking place in the United States of America uh, this year in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's never, ever been in the United States uh, and the sport's been around for over 100 oh, years. Oh, wow. And Louisville, Kentucky is surprisingly a nice city. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually a really big fan. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a nice river. <laughs> and cyclocross, my last little plug is it also takes place usually in parks, which is very inviting mm -hmm. for people to come and watch or to have other fun cycling events uh, go on. So that's my last little plug is we're going to, you know, build and build these into all-inclusive festivals of um Biking, walking, health, fitness, and the environment. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the that, that's the sort of one of the big realities right now, and one of the reasons why I think cycling is really taking off is because it is the sort of most elegant solution to all of the problems we're facing right now from from the obesity epidemic to um, uh, the environmental issues and then also the economic issues you know a lot of folks are out of work right now or underemployed gas prices are really high so you know cycling walking taking transit all those things are um, affordable they don't pollute the same way they make you fit um, so yeah and it also as you see that you're doing something good for the environment it really makes you look at the environment and different things you can do urban farms are sort of coming around now and mm -hmm. and you know things you wouldn't pay attention to if you were not thinking about you know helping the environment yeah you know um i i've noticed that um what what starts out as being something that um poor that like people who didn't have money do ends up being something that people who are you know have who are affluent or have education and everything and they they end up doing like brown rice you know or like or escargot well i had never thought of that <laughs> is escargot. that really yeah i mean that was yes. a eating snails was definitely not uh you know that was a peasant pollutant. food that was trying to to um you so know make great. two of your resources and now ah. it's high di fine dining exactly and so it's like bikes are like that you know like now people are doing it because it makes sense and it's and it uh, makes you look good, feel good. Yeah. Oh, someone's calling in. Thanks for calling Bike Talk. Oh. Thanks for calling Bike Talk. Who may ask is calling? Yeah, this is Rye with Walk Bike Glendale. All right. Hey. How's the Montrose History Ride going? Uh, it's great. We've got about 50 people out. The weather's awesome. Uh, we just went to Rock Haven, which is an old... Uh, sanitarium slash old folks home in, in Glendale. Really cool building. And uh, now we're down at Crescenta Valley Park. So awesome. Having a great time. So, um, uh, Rye, what are some of the things that are going on up in the Glendale area? Um, you know, Bike Bike Week is happening next week. I know there's some events planned. Um, and then also, you know, there's what? You, you, there's Bike Plan uh, in the works in Glendale, right? Yeah, we've actually got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, yeah, next week is Bike to Work Week, so we're going to have pit stops. I think we're having six pit stops in Glendale. You can check out our, 
our Facebook or our, our WordPress blog um, for those. And what, what are, uh, walk, what's the walk address? Walkbyglendale.org. That's walkbikeglendale.org. And then also the city is in the process of passing their bike master plan uh, update to the transportation plan in the city, and that will be uh, May 29th uh, is the tentative date for the hearing on that. And then also next weekend on the, the 19th, we're having another bike skills safety rodeo for children at Art White, and that will be from 10 to 2. Uh, we'll be starting every every two hours or so. Uh, with new groups of kids. And that's so, at R.D. White Elementary School? That's right, R.D. White Elementary School. And the last big project that we've got going on is a, a possible road diet on Honolulu Avenue. Um, this is a street up in North Glendale. Uh, it's got very low traffic volumes. Uh, there's been kind of a history of crashes on that street with about 15% of the crashes are bicycle crashes. So this will be a, hopefully an excellent project to reduce those, those bike crashes up there. Um, and if you're interested in getting involved or writing a letter to support to the city council, we really, really uh, encourage you to do that. Great, thanks. And and you guys are also doing a bike to work from uh, our bike to work day uh, after party, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, let me hand it over to Eric. He can talk more about the bike to work day after party. Cool. Hey guys, this is Eric. Hey Eric, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Maybe you can highlight, I just asked uh, Rai about the Bike to Work Day um, after party that you all are going to be having in Glendale. We're, we're going to have a happy hour um, from Bike from Work um, on Bike to Work Day. So, And that's going to be from 5 to 8 p.m. at Tavern on Brand. And that's located, I don't have the address with me right now, that's but okay. it's, it's located in between California and uh, Wilson on Brand Boulevard next to the Alex Theater. Great. So if folks want to come out and uh, meet some of the Walk by Glendale folks, that'll be a fun way to do it um, and, and learn a little bit more about what's going on. Absolutely. And we have all the info. We're going to post up the, all the info probably later today or tomorrow on our website on walkbyglendale.org. And we're going to um, talk about it on our Facebook throughout this week, trying to get people out there as well. And if one last thing, if anybody wants a commuter bike before uh, walk, uh, before walk for work day, or bike to work day, I'm sorry. Uh, the, our Montrose Bike Shop up in North Glendale is having a commuter bike sale going on only today. So um, they have like 50 to $70 off on commuter bikes. So it's, wow. it's a great deal, and, you know, it's a great way to get a bike before bike to work day if you don't have one already. Wow, that's a, that's a good deal. Yeah. Can you um, describe commuter bikes? Oh, yeah. So maybe, well, we've got you on the line, Eric. You can talk a little bit about um, sort of what a commuter bike is. you feel comfortable doing that? <laughs> sure. Well, a commuter bike is usually um, uh, geared for people who might be able to wear clothes like longer pants, um, might have a guard at the, where the chain is. Um, it's, uh, it, has fend- it usually has fenders, stuff to make it a little bit more comfortable. When you ride, uh, you can sit upright instead of going down all the way like a normal road bike has. Um, so it's, it's and then and it usually has a rack in the back or the front, like the front basket, so you can carry your um, your supplies as you go to work or you know go grocery shopping. So it's geared for the people who um, are going to work or or just going on the daily run and making errands around the city. Um, it's make it's making it as comfortable as possible for those types of people. 
Great. Thank well, you. thanks, Eric, so much for giving us a little update on that. Um, and and just one more time, where where is the shop, or what is the shop, and where is it located? It's Montrose Bike Shop, and it's located on Honolulu Avenue in Montrose. Uh, you check out the address is on MontroseBikeShop.com, and they have a, a listing of all their bikes that they have available as well. Great. Thanks so much, Eric. Have fun with the rest of the Montrose History Ride, and um, and we'll make sure folks check out walkbikeglendale.org. Great. Thanks so much. All right. Have a great day. All right. See you later. All right. We just missed JJ calling to give us an update on how the uh, River Ride uh, Marshall Ride is going. So should I? can I call her yeah. on that line? Sure. And, uh, you want me to do it? So we're calling right now. And, and while we're here, this is uh, Kill Radio and KPFK on the podcast. It's Bike Talk. And um, we, you were talking earlier about Altadena not having a, a bike pass mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that goes back to early experience by Caltech when it developed a black hole and just sucked in all the streets there. So that's why when you get to Altadena, there's, <laughs> they're not marked and stuff. But let's, let's be honest. It's, it's all kind of tree-lined kind of streets up there in some cases and, and mm. some people, of the places where Altadena really is. fast. Yeah, there. oh, absolutely. Because Altadena is all up or down for yeah. the most part. Right. And amazingly enough, Altadena has... Uh, Altadena Drive, I believe, was actually a highway because Altadena was, you know, built up in the early 1900s, late 1800s. Yes. Um, and so there's only a couple of throughway streets, so... You either have to do a lot of stair-step laddering, so you need to know exactly. where you're going, or you're on the traffic, um, traffic streets. It's, it's almost like you have to rediscover, we were talking about, yeah. rediscover how the city is. And we have on the phone now. We have J.J. Hoffman, um, L.A. CBC's River Ride uh, director. So, J.J., how's things out on the road today? Oh, great. We're actually just about to get started. We're um, Right now, we're putting together our marshal team. These are the riders that are going to be riding alongside all of our participants, um, keeping everybody safe and go, getting through any kind of trouble spots um, without um, any incidents. So what uh, we're kind of doing a little dry run of the river ride, and uh, we're just kind of getting it together, talking about all the hot spots, and it's going to be fun. And um, I, I gave a little pitch about River Ride earlier, um, but are you? I, we're still looking for volunteers, right? We still need folks to come out and help. Oh yeah, we need lots of volunteers. It's um, uh, I think uh, 200 volunteer positions open. So uh, anyone that wanted to volunteer, contact Martine at la-bikes.org. Awesome. And Martine is spelled M-A-R-T-I-N. And um, so I gave the pitch. Folks should register before May fifteenth to get a discount. Um, mm-hmm. But but maybe you can talk about some of the great things going on this year, like the fact that folks can start in Long Beach. Um, will yeah, there, sure. Will be there. Will there be stuff going on in down in Long Beach where the start is? Yes, there will. We've got a great new sponsor, Turn Bicycles, and they want to make Long Beach really um, hot and happening. Pit stop plus start finish line for our reverse riders this is new this year we're going to have uh, we're going to open up the ride so that um, those who live in the uh, Long Beach area or Orange County if they prefer they can start from Shoreline Park 
and ride 70 miles. They're going to ride up to the Autry Center and turn around and then finish at the at Long Beach at Shoreline Park. And there's going to be music there and great food. It's going to be really fun. Great. So we'll have sort of two sort of event centers, one in Griffith Park and one down in Shoreline Park. Yeah. So even the pit stops, I mean, it, it, even those who start at the Autry and go down to um, Shoreline Park and it's, it, you know, their turnaround spot, it's their pit stop. They're going to have a lot of fun there, too, because it's just going to be just much more lively than it's ever been. And uh, it's exciting. We're also going to give away some bicycles to some kids, uh, free specialized hot rocks. Some lucky kids are going to get bicycles. Uh, that Some of them will be up here in Glendale, Glendale residents, and some of them will be Long Beach residents. So it's, it's really fun to see it a kid get a brand new bike and not just any bike top of the line specialized hot rod they make the best kid bikes i swear they really do it looks like dorothy may have a question so let me pass the phone over to her really quick no i was just curious because hi jj how are you hi good how are you <laughs> good since i always do the longer rides um i never really get to see what happens with the family rides and the kids events so what uh -huh. are what are some of those events Oh, um, the kids who will be participating there's in the, in the Kids Ride and Safety Rodeo, there's going to be two of those. One of, is a, one of them is in Long Beach, and, of course, it's free for all kids. And one's in the Autry. What we do is we set up a little safety rodeo, and uh, kids can practice their skills. Like, uh, we've got cones for them to weave in and out of, and practice stopping and uh, going up little inclines. And, and additionally, they can do fun things like uh, bike wash and decorate your helmet. Just have some other fun activities for the kids. Nice. And then the family ride—that's the fifteen—that's the fifteen-mile ride. Mm -hmm. um, and that just that just stays on the path, right? And, and, and it does. Yes. You get on the uh, river path, right at uh, right by the Autry, the Zoo Drive entrance, and then you're just. You're on River Pass the entire time, and then we'll turn you. Your pit stop will be in Elysian Valley at one of those lovely little pocket parks right alongside the river, and then you'll turn around and come back to the Autry and uh, feel fantastic. You've uh, spent a lovely day with your family, or even if you don't, if you're not doing it with your family, you can. You know, anyone that wants to do just 15 miles, lazy 15 miles on the beautiful Los Angeles River, take a look at all the silly birds that live there and enjoy the smell of the river. It really is fantastic, yeah. especially on that day. And that is one of the best parts of the river, too, because it's the, it's the soft bottom. So there's a lot of trees and yeah. wildlife. And sometimes you can see, I've seen turtles and frogs. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. you get off, if you get off your bike and hop down yeah. below, uh, <laughs> you can see a and, lot of wildlife. And there's been just really wonderful work done along that part of the path too in Elysian Valley there's always little pocket parks that have sprung up in the last few years and you can really take a look at them and, and that part of the river path from Fletcher down to Figueroa that is all um, right next to homes so people live right alongside there and you'll see the residents how much they enjoy uh, living by the river it really it's kind of funny. I talk to people a lot who say, what, L.A. River? Where's L.A. has a river? Where? 
but there it is, right alongside the five. It's probably why you don't really notice it, but it's this wonderful, peaceful, tranquil oasis right in the middle of this bustling metropolis called Los Angeles. Yeah, and we always want to remind folks with the Elysian Valley section between Fletcher and, and Figueroa, since it is uh, a residential community, and they do like to get out there and walk and go down to the river um, to, you know, be aware that there's a lot of pedestrians on the path in that section um, and take it yeah. slow, take it slow through there. The river path, at all parts of the river path, it is designated as a multi-use path, which means that cyclists do need to yield to pedestrians. Um, and no matter where you are on the path, but more importantly, right in that area, because yes, there, there are people that live right alongside it. There are other parts of the river path that don't have a lot of residents that are living right next to it. But that part, they they live right there, and they use that path. They take their, they walk their dogs there. They come out with their kids. There's a lot of elderly people that live there. So when you get to that part of the path, even though it's nice and smooth and paved now slow down, be really mindful of uh, uh, of the residents who live there and the pedestrians who might be there because there have been some collisions and, and sadly, unfortunately, there have been some really rude behavior by cyclists who think that the um, path is for them exclusively. It's not. So just like we need to share the road, we need cars to share the road, we also need to make sure we, we share the path with pedestrians. Yeah, share the path. Awesome. Well, JJ, thanks for checking in. Why don't I have you sure. shout out on the where folks can go to register for River Ride real quick. Yeah, go to our website, www.la-bike.org, and click on events. You'll see the beautiful uh, River Ride logo, the great heron on the bicycle. Just click on that, and there's all the information of which ride you want to attend, um, and there'll be plenty of, you know, opportunity. You can either download the PDF and fill that out, fax it back, or mail it back, or you can just click the button, and it'll take you right to active.com where you can register that way. And you and I are going to be in Pasadena tomorrow afternoon, right? Folks can come and register while we're at the uh, Patagonia store in, da- yeah. in, old, in Old Town, Pasadena. <laughs> Yeah, come on out to um, the Patagonia store tomorrow. You can sign up there and and talk to me and talk to Alexis and uh, enjoy <laughs> whatever Patagonia has to offer. Um, they're sponsoring us during Bike to Work Week. They want to get, they want to make sure everybody um, gets on their bikes. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. And as as Dorothy mentioned earlier, a lot of great events happening um, in Pasadena next week with Cycle as well. So yeah. Um, JJ, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Alexis. And uh, have a great time out there today. Thanks. Okay. See you tomorrow. Bye. 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 So again, the river ride is what day? June tenth, Sunday. June tenth, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, so we've got about three minutes left. To, Wait, to you want to. Uh, Re- recap a couple of things oh, for yeah, Bike let's Week. Recap. So the first thing is the kickoff, 10 a.m. Exposition Park. That's Monday, and that's also I guess the last time Exposition Park, the USC band came out. So wow. maybe if we're lucky, they won't come out this time. It's too early for them. Oh, I no, love I'm bands. Just bands are o'clock. great. What's on about o'clock. a band? But then you're you're back there, I guess, on on Wednesday again for uh, a expanded Expo Mid City morning ride that's 8 a.m. on Wednesday and you're saying well what do I do on Tuesday Tuesday go over to Blessing 
of the bikes over at Good Samaritan. Then it's 8 a.m. Get breakfast, get swag, get bent, and then go over afterwards and visit all the people at uh, Visa Libre yeah. right there at 6th and Lucas. On Thursday, bike to work week. It needs no thing. You can ride for free on any metro, any uh, bus. And somebody was saying you don't have to take your bike all the time. You can just show up with a helmet and yeah. that will get you on too. <laughs> then Friday, if you really want to see how the other half lives, I, I'm thinking I'm going to dress up as Mitt Romney bully mode and go to Metro Bike to School Week and, and see how many kids I can cut their hair that day. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so just because we did LA, we're going to do the same thing with... Um, Bike Week uh, Cycle, which is in Pasadena, uh, Monday the 14th from 6 to 8, they're having um, some sort of ride at Memorial Park, right? Go Sounds ahead. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dorothy, is it, that that's not the mayor's ride, which comes up, I think, Wednesday, Wednesday is the mayor's ride. Wednesday is the mayor's ride. Tuesday is the women's ride. Tuesday is the women's I'll ride. I'll be there. So don't, so don't show up. But Clinic. these are all in. <laughs> what? Uh, one was at what? the promenade. I'm, I'm just kidding. If you're a guy, don't show up to the women's ride. I mean, they'll you let you come. go. We always let you go. But it, it's, it's, you know, it's like being on one of those um, ovarian cyclist rides. You'll realize, hey, why am I the only guy here? And then you go, the oh, it's, it's a woman's ride. No. <laughs> but um, I, I think it all ties in with uh, the idea of empowering people, not just women. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, while on the way here, I was listening to... Uh, uh, NPR and they were talking about they've they've just uh, rededicated a whole section of the the uh, national cathedral with um, uh, some stone. Um, uh, now there's right above there uh, Rosa Parks. She's been immortalized in stone, which is kind of cool. Wow. Uh, and then on the other side, I guess they're later on in the year they're going to bring out uh, Mother Teresa. Oh so. wow. So I, I'd like to think it's like Disneyland and the stones come to life, you know, like the. <laughs> there you go. And you, you know, give give those kids a, a full thing. But anyway, um, an, another reason to be riding next week, and of course, uh, Friday we talk about all the all the stuff that's going on. There's also uh, a bike and movie on Friday. They're going to show Pee Wee's Playhouse out at Pasadena at the uh, Fair Oaks Complex. So what is that? 175 South Fair Oaks. I never can find this. And then somebody says, it's just the mall in front of the movie theater. So there you go. And then the Big Bash Saturday. If you're not teaching kids at the uh, skills uh, for kids out there, you're going to be at uh, East Colorado Boulevard right there from uh, 6 to 11 for the big pedal party. Yeah. So that's a week from today. Awesome. And don't forget Santa Monica and Glendale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's events going yeah. on all around the county. I, d- I so just touched the two that were... Uh, check in with Metro.net. Check in at uh, LA-Bike. Check in at Cycle.org. And uh, you can learn about all the events going on around LA County next week. Um, and thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. All right. We beat the snake. want to thank uh, Alexis and Dorothy. Uh, for coming in, and of course, Nick here. LACBC. All right. Bye.